Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome to Trot's Talk for the first time in 2023. It is actually the start of the harness racing season. Many of our sports or galloping followers, big hi to you, wouldn't realise, but the harness racing season now runs in conjunction with the calendar year. So it ended last night. And started one second later as we got into 2023 as the fireworks were going off on the Sky Tower and in other parts of the country. All the harness horses aged another year. To them, happy birthday to all the harness racing participants. Thank you for your help. In 2022, we march on to 2023. Last night, the last race of the entire season for gallops, greyhounds, harness, anything in the country. The last race was the Lincoln Farms Franklin Cup. It featured one of our great horses in copy that. He faced a 30-metre handicap. There's a chance you may have missed it. So what did happen? Here's the closing stages of the Franklin Cup. And copy that in the postman, Blair Orange. He's looking to flush out Hot and Treacherous. I don't think Hot and Treacherous is going to come, so Blair says, I'm off. Here he comes, the champ. Copy that's into the race now. Can go round to the 400. Here he comes. Copy that. Back straight quarter, 29.6. Ultra wise guy for the old, uh, for the HR Fiskin passing lane, and then Hot and Treacherous. Top of the lane. Copy that. Blair takes him to the lead now, to the roar of the crowd. Back on the inside to Kango. Ultra Wise Guy the outside. 150 to go. Copy that. Ultra Wise Guy's coming strongly. Copy that's in for the fight. Ultra Wise Guy's trying to spoil the party. Copy that. Ultra Wise Guy. They hit it. I reckon he does it by a nose to the roar of the crowd. Go copy that. I think he's got it a nose. Ultra Wise Guy. They were followed by Kango and Hot and Treacherous. Well, the second take of that for Aaron White actually showed that Ultra Wise Guy got there. The last race of the season for any code was won by the new Premiership winning trainers in harness racing, which is Steve and Amanda Telfer. They are a brother and sister team. As of today, they are joined by Hayden Cullen. So very quickly, Team Telfer will become Telfer Cullen Training Partnership. And Steve... Congratulations on many things. We'll get to those in a second, but Happy New Year. Thank you for taking the time to join us this morning. No, yeah, Happy New Year to you, you and the listeners, Mick. Yeah. Mate, great way to cap and put an exclamation mark on your season. You won the Premiership, you and your sister, with enormous support from Steve Stockman from Stonewall Stud, support from your partner, Jill. You've won the Premiership and you've gone out in absolute style because... A great training feat. You managed somehow to get Ultra Wise Guy to beat the dual New Zealand Cup winner. That must have been incredibly satisfying and must have felt quite apt. Yeah, look, it was. Yeah, we, um, you know, he's always been quite a nice horse, but we just felt, 
down in the Christchurch campaign, he was running good races without showing his normal his normal spark. Um, so we brought him home straight after the New Zealand free-for-all early November and put him through the scintigraphy at Matamata and just found a couple of little things, nothing major. And, um, yeah, he slowly he slowly started to, started to feel better and, um, you know, he started to show a bit of spark and a, a bit of that arrogance he normally has on the track at home. So, um, yeah, I was, I was really happy with his work leading into it. Um, probably didn't think we could win beat the good horse, um, you know, and he went very well last night. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I was wrapped just to see him, see, him, see him back to his best. Are you a stable and your owners have put a lot of faith in Tim Williams as a driver? And we don't see many drivers who are flowing from the south to the north you know, on a semi-weekly basis. Um, that was a perler last night from Timmy. Yeah, yeah, look, Tim, Tim's got a good great association with the horse um yeah he'd been down in Christchurch for probably over 12 months and um you know he he um he knew him well and it was probably through his recommendation that we put him through the scintigraphy um and um yeah look he um yeah he's he's cool and calm and and um nine times out of ten he pulls the right rein mix so um yeah I was just really wrapped with Tim that um you know he, he got his um that was his hundredth one so um you know it was a big effort from him for the, for the year. Yeah one hundred wins for Tim Williams as a driver for the season. Um the guy who ran second in that race, Blair Orange, won the driver's premiership with one hundred and eighty six. Premierships, they're on people's minds because you've just won one. How does it feel now that it's done for you, your supporters, your sister Amanda, who's a huge part of the stable. How does it feel when I now say, uh, joining us on the line, Steve Telfer, Premiership winning trainer? Yeah, look, it's a real big thrill. Like, um, you know, I've got to say, it's, um, you know, pretty chuffed about it all. Um, and, uh, you know, really pleased to have, um, really pleased to have done it with my sister, Amanda. So, um, you know, she's, um, she's very hardworking and, um, there's not too many people that love the horses like she does. So, um, yeah, no, I'm really, really thrilled for her. And, and, and all the supporters, Steve and Jill, and, and the, um, the uh, you know, hundreds of people that have got involved in the syndicates. And, um, yeah, no, just, just um, really thrilled for the stable. And the, and the staff put such a great effort into it too, um, mate, you know. So, um, yeah, we're really thrilled for everyone. All right. It's behind you now. You've won 98 races, you've won the Premiership, you've won a stack of big races and you beat Copy That on New Year's Eve. We take a mm. deep breath and we go again. What are the yep. aims for, what this is going to take some getting used to, uh, for Telfer <laughs> Cullen for 2023? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Haven't had a real chance to um, sit down and work out any, any aims for the year. But, um, you yeah, know, just obviously to continue, you know, continue on in, in the way that we've started and, the, um, you know the the mould that we're we're building, both in the north and south island with the under the Stonewall banner, and um, yeah, so just just really to continue on at this stage, probably more immediately, um, you know the um, two nice horses probably heading to Aussie in late January, early February, and and onto the yearling sales to try and get some more ones. Mate. Okay, let's pick those two things apart. The nice horses heading to Sydney, I believe. Get ready to race around September four, and that would be BD Joe, of course, the Open Class horse, and the Philly Carlua flyby. Yeah, yeah, no, no, really, um, really, really pleased with what they've done in the first, you know, the first part of the old season or the end of end of the last season, and um, um, yeah, BD Joe's just had a week off after the Invercargill Cup, and I'm hoping to take him over late January and start him in a free for all 
just at Menangle on, on the 4th of February and a fortnight later into the Newcastle Mile and hopefully he can win his way into the mile through through that start there. What are the challenges for that as compared with racing horses at home? Because um, obviously I've found in the past with trainers, one of the big issues is who goes with the horse and who looks after it yep. and are they au fait with the entire system they should be trying to implement? Yeah, yeah, well, look... Um yeah, Mandy will, um, Mandy will travel with them. Um, I don't think she'd let anyone else travel with BD Joe. Um, but, um, yeah, Mandy will travel with them. She's um, done a lot of travelling around and, and she's been to Menangle before. Um, and, um, you know, it's just a matter of settling in on where we're going to stay over there at the moment. Um, uh, drivers haven't been sorted out at this stage, um, whether, whether Tim's going to go over or whether we're just going to um, get someone over there. But um, the main thing is to get the horses well and um, and um, and and get them over there, over there in, in good shape and, and ready to go. Is that a crucial factor now for the size of the stable and, and the level of investment, which is enormous, by Stonewall, yeah. albeit with people joining in and syndicates later? Do you need to yeah. become players in the Australian market to maximise your earning potential? Um, no, no, probably. Need to is probably a strong word. Probably don't don't need to, but it's probably probably a next step that we'd we'd look at taking. Um, you know, but definitely targeting with the people involved and the money that um, Steve's investing. Um, definitely, definitely trying to get the horses to target the um, the big races where where the money is. Um, and um, off to the sales to get some young ones to to race in that um, in the um, the uh, early stage, the two and three year old, where where most of the money is, mate. You have Hayden Cullen, who was formerly with the All-Stars, now joining the stable. So what role will he be playing? I know eventually you're going to have two barns in the South yeah. Island and he'll be in charge of one of those, but they're not ready yet. So what role does he play in the next three to six months? Yeah, well, um, Hayden and Amanda, are, um, they're having a well-deserved um, break for a couple of weeks and they're going to join us in on um, the 16th of January. Um, you know, we're looking forward to having um having them come on board and and you know bringing with them some new ideas and 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 helping us along the way um, um and they they're, they're going to be based in the south island they're just um with mandy uh with mandy traveling to australia for probably 6 or 8 weeks um with these um with these horses um yeah hayden and mandy will just slot in there at um dancing on moonlight hopefully the first um barn will be finished um in april and then we'll have the two two bases. We'll st- we'll keep dancing on moonlight going for, you know, for probably the rest of the year as well. So we'll have the two bases um, hopefully by the end of March. When you're in charge of a stable, Steve, like you are, but your sister, who is an adult, she's not she's she's not you know 18, so she's an adult, and so's Hayden Cullen. He's been a premiership winning trainer. He's been a top trainer yep. with Mark Purden. Yep. How does the role work with? with getting everybody on the same page, is it a case that you're in charge and your training philosophy uh, spills downward through the team or do you have your ideas and sometimes Amanda and you mix them up and is Hayden going to bring his ideas? Because a lot of people listening to this would say, for example, there's a lot of training partnerships. You know, There's often a senior training partner. Is this your role in your stable or do you see yourself with another senior like Hayden coming on board that there might be more room for trying different things? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely with Hayden coming on and the experience, um, the experience that he's bringing. Um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be definitely be um, expanding and trying. You know, learning new things. If you the day you stop learning in this game, the day you stop going forward, mate. So, um, you know, um, we'll definitely be um, be looking to advance. You know, our training techniques and and the things we do. And um, Hayden, Hayden and Amanda will be. You know, and my sister will be a big part in that. So, um, um, but in the end of the day, Mick, um, uh, my my decision, my decision will be final. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll oversee everything. Um, but you know, part of being Part of being in charge is listening to the, the good people that you have, and that's that's why you employ them. You mentioned something about two and a half minutes ago about the sales, and and you and Steve Stockman, who's the boss of Stonewall Stud, uh, have been enormous purchases at the sales in the last couple of years, and it's incredibly important to the industry. Mm. When does that process start? Because we hear of lots of the galloping trainers, and also there's agents in galloping. We don't really have many agents in harness racing. You hear people talk about, I was on the farm four months ago, then we go for a second look on the farm, and then we go down to Karaka five days in a row and look at them. What's your yep. process for the yearlings you're interested in? How many are on the long list? Uh, and when does that process start? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's already started. Um, Steve, Steve's actually been on a couple of tours, um, north and south, and had a look at a, a few of the yearlings. Um, yeah, pretty much all of them. So he's given me a little bit of a little bit of a list of the ones he likes. Um, but um, yeah, look, Jill and I, are, Jill and I, are just having a week off in Waiheke. Um, uh, haven't opened the book yet, but um, when we get when we get back, it'll be um, it'll be full stead into it. So um, um, yeah, the North Island tour through the through the sales is around the 20th of January, and then we'll pop to Christchurch, and they do two or three days down there, and then we'll also go down to Southland and do their one, which is um, a week before the sales begin. Um, we'll make a list up, and then um, and then I'll I'll go around with our vets in Montgomery, and um, and um, yeah, we'll get into them, get into the ones we like a bit more thoroughly, Mike. So. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, pretty much. When I get back from holidays, probably the next five or six weeks will be be full on, full on into sorting out which ones we want. With the galloping community, because there's star, a far more stallion diversity, and, and there's a lot more families to be involved in. You often hear people who are more on type because there's so many different families. Whereas in harness racing, there's a lot less families. And you'll know horses from all of these families. We all know the Chris and me family. We all know those those breeds of horses. Do you find yourself being a page man, like you like the breed of a certain horse, or are you a type man? Because obviously, again, the standard breeds tend to look a lot more similar on type than, say, the diversity for the gallopers. Yeah, yeah, I- I'm definitely a I'm definitely a type definitely a type person. Make, um, when I go through the um, through the um, tours and have a look at them all, um, I probably I probably don't look at the page to be honest, and, until I've looked at the horse, um, and then um, and then the page has got to back up back up what I what I what I see. So um, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely type first, and then um, the page. Page comes second, but um, I think you've got to have as many things in your favour as you can when you're when you're picking them out. So that's hence why we get the get our bet who we we uh, we get on very well with and trust to um, to look over them as well once we've um, once we've made a few a few decisions, mate. 
You've had Tim Williams coming north as he did last night to drive the Franklin Cup winner, Alta Wise Guy. Uh, he obviously can't keep that up forever. So Ben Butcher, who did a wonderful job for you and, and left under very good terms because he was moving with his partner back to the Waikato, was your lead driver in the North yep. Island. Who do you see fulfilling that role heading forward? Yeah, look, yeah, yeah we, we just want to wish Ben all the best in, in everything he does. You know, from here on in, he was a, a great part of our success and, and um, you know, helping us put us on the right road. And, um, you know, we got on very well with Ben and, you know, we hope, wish him all the best. And he's um, getting married later in January, so wish him all the best for that. But, uh, um, yeah, look, James Stormont, um, he's going to come on. Um, he's just started working half days and he's probably going to start working full time for us in um, in a couple of weeks. And, um, you yeah, know, we're really looking forward to... Um, Building a relationship with um, with James Stormont now as our senior senior um, our senior driver and um, Alicia's um, on board as our, our junior driver and um, yeah so we're pretty much going to use those two up here Mick um, you know we'll still use Ben from time to time and and you know when the situation um, arises and through the big races Tim will probably still still fly up with the carnival a lot of the carnival switching up to the North Island from February through to through to May, so um, yeah, but James will be the James will do the bulk of our driving up north. Well, Steve, it's been an amazing uh, last couple of years for you. Congratulations on it all. Can you leave us with the horse we should follow from the stable? Who's a horse who somewhere in the next month's going to win a race if all things go well, and we can all make some money? Because Steve, it's an expensive time of year. People spend money on food and drink. We need some help. Yeah, no, yeah, some of us got more expensive lifestyle than others. Oh, them, you know, but, but. Cut it out. You're the one buying $300,000 <laughs> yearlings. <laughs> yeah, no, look, um, yeah, look, no, I've got a, um, we're starting to get into our two-year-olds, um, uh, you know, that have just, just turned two today. Um, and I've got a filly um, that's going to trial later in January that I've got a lot of time for and, um, um don't ask me how to pronounce her name. Make it A K A T E A. Akatia. Akatia. An art, yeah, art major filly out of Better Be Amazed, and um, I, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think she's uh, a quality filly that's going to measure up to the best of them. I can hear Jill in the background there. Behind every good horse trainer, there is either a, a wife or a partner or someone with more brains. I could hear her saying Akatia. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're spot on there, mate. Hey, Steve, congratulations to you, to Big Steve, to Jill, to a lot of staff. There must be a hell of a lot of people yeah. working there, mate, on what you've achieved. It was wonderful to see you go out with the exclamation mark on the season. And, mate, we're looking forward to seeing where the big machine gets steered into for 2023. Go have an enjoyable couple of days off. No worries. Thanks. Thanks for your time, mate. Steve Telfer um, does a super job. He's now in charge of the, yeah, it is, the powerhouse of harness racing premiership winning trainers the biggest stable in the country as of today it is Telfer Cullen stables Telfer Cullen Racing we might call it TC we'll get around to that we'll find it all together over a period of time you want to hear a funny story for New Year's Day what's happened is usually Greg O'Connor and I co-host this show but Greg walked into the uh, Christchurch studio today and everything was turned off now in the studio there's about four screens and a whole bunch of microphones it's all incredibly technical now Greg has no idea how to make it all work and I'll be perfectly honest either do I 
but he's in Christchurch in this little room by himself and he can't get it to work. And it's kind of funny because Greg turned up about 20 minutes before the show because he's a good person and he's basically sitting there. So what we're going to do is do the Southern Man segment. We're going to have to do it on the phone because Greg is basically like some little lost abandoned person in this gigantic place in Christchurch and none of it works. So we're going to have Greg O'Connor on the other side of the show. Our new producer for the day, Ben, is going to get hold of him. Then we're going to try and play the Southern Man music because it's sort of like a call to arms for Greg. And then he's going to interview a couple of people. I'm not sure this is going to work. We'll take a break, come back, and we'll find out together. Okay, Greg O'Connor, I think we've managed to get hold of him. This is going to be a bit of fun because Greg has broken the Canterbury studio. So we need to get him on the phone. Uh, Gregory, are you there? Yes, good morning to you, Michael. Um, Happy New Year, Technology. Yes, same to you, Michael. I've uh, been listening to your dulcet tones, and what a wonderful interview with the new Premiership co-winning trainer and Steve Telfer. But um, why did yeah, you, why did you technology break the were, you, were you angry or something? What, what, what's happened to you? Uh, I've arrived here, Michael, and everything's turned off. So oh. I've turned everything on, but it hasn't quite worked. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe we'll have to get a technician who actually knows what they're doing. Do you um, do you often have a problem turning things on? Uh, It's 2023, Michael. That's not going to be a problem for me this year. It's all about positivity. Oh, there you go. Hey, um, last night, (laughs) amazing and probably very apt end to the season because obviously Ultra Wise Guy beat Copy that. Very strange race, and and well done to Team Telfer, of course. And I don't think as much more Blair Orange could have done, but I think little Copy that got a little bit disjointed and disconnected from the field, and I think it took him a while to dial into the race. Yeah, it took him a long time to tack on to the other three, didn't it, after him being slow away. He was actually walking forward, Michael, and stopped, and then they let him go, and he, he just wasn't that fast away. So, look, I thought he was still very, very good. Well, they go 27 overall, and, and he was off 30 metres, so he, he's gone terrific. One of the real pleasing things out of it for me was Tim Williams grabbing that 100th win, the first time he's ever done that in the last race possible. So uh, he's a driver who's come an enormous way in the last... Uh, two or three years, and um, you know, any time you look down at the race book now and see his name, Michael, I know your attitude. That's a big tick in the right box. Sure is. Drove a pearler last night. Great season for Tim. Well done to him, and congratulations. We're off to Rangiora today, Greg. It's on the grit, so it's not on the grass. A lot of grass track racing down your way, but it's on the grit. First race there goes at 1.43, and we're going to play the part that you love, because what we did, everybody, because... Greg's a big deal on the South Island. We got him his own sting. So Ben has never done this before. Let's see if this works. I'm a southern man And I'm so brilliant. I got the south in my blood And I'm gonna be here Till I'm dead and well he well, just loves it. He just he absolutely With- loves it, Greg O'Connor, having his own sting. Greg, over <laughs> to you and Ben Hope, who has driven about 1,000 winners in December. Yeah, well, we'd love to talk to Ben. We just can't quite grab him at the moment. He got his 50th win uh, the other day. I think it was at the Mott after having a terrific uh, go of it over on the coast, winning the Westport uh, and uh, with Homebush Lad, of course. Uh, but we have got the ultimate southern man on the line, Tony Barron. TR, a very happy new year to you. Same to you guys. Yeah, all the best. Yeah, terrific to have you on, uh, Tony. Good team in today. In fact, uh, you and Cheryl have probably got the entire team. Are there the many left in the barn today? Uh, there's only four others, and one of them's life's the beach, so we're, uh, we're pretty happy with where we're sitting. 
Yeah, good. I want to talk to you about her. We'll do that at the back end of the conversation. But race number two today, you've got a couple of runners in. Uh, Rocking to the down is uh, John Morrison's drive. It's been a drifter, though, from 18s out to 41. What about Sharper's attack? Opened at $13, Tony, and is into $5. They don't often move more than that when they're first up. Is the confidence there in the camp that that support is going to be justified? Uh, I'd like to think so. He's very green, Greg, but um, there's no doubt the motor's there. I'd, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've had his maiden as, as good as him, but um, you know what it's like. They've got to step out on race day, and uh, we've got the right driver on, and um, yeah, he, he's a lovely horse that'll be well worth following in the new year for, for the punters. Yeah, of course, Tim Williams got to that 100 wins last night. And uh, watch this horse trial. You're right, there's a bit of greenness there, but 2,000-metre mobile, favourite uh, draw to your inside, Michael Kane. Do you expect one of your two runners, or both of them, to go forward? Uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be both going forward. It's, uh, I think most people have cottoned on now. There's not much point going backwards. So, uh, yeah, we'll be going forward and trying to get a nice space uh, spot for them. But... Um, I actually think he's probably a horse that could sit outside them and still be pretty competitive. He's, his trials, he's, he hasn't had the earplugs pulled yet. And he's, uh, he's run seconds to uh, Poetry in Motion, who won the other day, and also second to Bob Butts, three-year-old, who probably won at Omicow uh, tomorrow. So, um, yeah, he's, he hasn't really been asked for an effort, but uh, on his track work, uh, yeah, I, I haven't worked a maiden like him for, for quite a while. All right, Tony, that's a fairly strong push for Sharp as attack. Uh, I always be Mickey, looking forward to seeing him. Is Rockin' to the Dawn a top four chance in the same race? I'd like to think she could run sort of four or five. She's she's a mare that arrives like an elephant. She was just huge, and she's just getting into shape now. But uh, in saying that, she's never drawn inside seven, even at the trial. So uh, we've never actually... She's a mare that if she could get out and uh, take up a nice roll lead or trail or three deep defence, uh, she's going to get money so uh, she's certainly no star but she can she can win a race or two uh, hopefully in the near future Alright so the strongest push there that you could just about get from T Baron and Sharpers Attack race two number five to race number five and a horse you got the premier win with Boss Kenny on cup day with uh, Boss Kenny goes around in the fifth around $11 chance what about the subsequent two runs Tony and where's he at for today uh, probably very bad trainer error. Um, you get a bit excited when they win on Cup Day, so you give them a few days off and you take it easy on them. And yeah, I think Boss is just having a bit of a lend to me, really. So uh, he's not—he's not a great mobile horse, and he's not a great 2,000-meter horse. But I put full blinds on him. Um, he's had a little wake-up call during the week, and uh, I'll be disappointed if he's—if he's not thereabouts on his work too. His work has been absolutely super. So uh, yeah. We'll keep our fingers crossed. But if he trots all the way, I'd expect him to be in the top three or four. Right, race five, number five, Boss Kenny. couple of runners for you in the eighth. I know you've always had plenty of time for Glory's Delight. And, yeah, she delivered last time. And from that handy barrier draw, she has good early speed. She should be right in this again. I think she's very hard to beat, Greg. Um, she's just getting better and better that year. And typical of the family and typical of Diane's, they seem to get better and better and uh, but there's just the only niggles the inside too um, 
Coachella and uh, Ascento both got good gate speed, but uh, our two mares both get out good. Um, classy dancer can get out very good. So yeah, I'm, once again, I'm, I'm hoping they're up there handy anyway. But she's a, she's a mare that could probably sit parked. Um, she seems to like doing it a little bit tough. Actually, she's, there's not much of her, but she's got a decent sized heart. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be thereabouts. As well as uh, did her mother, rather, in Fight for Glory, who was a multiple group one winner, as we know. Tony, are you pushing us towards Sharper's attack? Is that your best chance today? Um, yeah, just the only thing is that we all know, you know, young horses, fresh uh, first up, it's always just a bit of an ask. But, uh, yeah, it'll be toss-up between him and Glory's Delight. I'm, I'm pretty bullish on both of them, actually, so... Uh, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I've actually got one in the last two, Greg, but um, he's uh, Sir Brigadoon. He's, he, he'll, yes. he'll be there about too. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, Glory's, Glory's Delight and, and Sharper's Attack. I'm yeah, pretty big on both of them. He's come up barrier two in the last Sir Brigadoon. He's a $15 chance. So you mentioned Life's the Beach before. you got the Mayor's races upcoming for her, and she was excellent winning last time. When she was probably not ready to do that. No, she was well underdone, and um, she had a. Well, we're putting it down to a spider bite on her on her elbow, um, and it blew up, and she was quite sore on it. But we got it fixed up, so she uh, she hadn't done much between her races. So uh, there's huge improvement in her, and um, she's getting back to 100% now. But I was, you know, to run around for 15,000, it was better than going to the trials, and she, and she won it, and. Um, I'm pretty sure she's still eligible for the Southern Bell Series, so um, it's up to rating 70, which she's gone to 70 now. So um, I'd probably take her down there to Northern Southland, uh, providing they get a race for her. Uh, I think that's on the 17th. And then she's got the two big mares races up here. So I just I just think a wee tip, uh, trip away and uh, a nice run down there will just top her off nicely for those two mares races up here. Yeah, and with the attrition rate of the mares at the moment, Tony, she's uh, almost top of the pops in that regard. Speaking of top of the pops, Queen of Light has done an incredible job for you guys and the Mackenzies uh, across the Tasman for Brent Lilly. And, you know, you got into the end of the million final. You didn't get the ultimate result there, but I guess you did the prayer. Oh, she's just a great mare. She's, um, yeah, she's certainly done us proud. I think uh, I read a stat the other day. She's, she's been on the first three or last 25 starts, so there's not many do that. Um, uh, she's a super mare and she's we've got a lot, uh, touch wood as long as she stays sound and, and everything goes well, we've got a lot to look forward to this year she's got the, the Dullard Cup on the 28th of January and then she's got the Great Southern Star on the 3rd of February which will be against Muscle Mountain um, but it's on her back doorstep so uh, and then that leads her into three really nice mares races and uh, without being too clever she's clearly proven she's She's the best trotting mare in Australasia, so uh, you know she's in with a good chance for them too. So we're hoping for another nice uh, 2023, anyway. Yeah, well, she certainly done a great job uh, last year, and there's no reason why that won't continue. Hey, Tony, thanks so much for your time on the Southern Man segment. Six runners going to Rangiora today. All the very best to you, I think.
Thanks very much, boys. All the best. Unfortunately, a few technical issues out of Christchurch, so he can't be as big a part of the show today. And also thanks to Tony Barron. So racing at Rangiora today is on the grit. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because obviously there's a lot of grass track racing down there at the moment, and it's it's very, very cool fun. Uh, it tends to have the bigger fields and therefore the bigger divvies. Racing on the grit today, I don't want you to make that mistake. First race there goes at uh, one twenty. Oh, so 110, my apologies, 110. Now, race two was the race Tony Barron was talking about. Sharp as attack is race two, number five, backed in from, yep, $12 to $4.80. So there's been a stack of money for it. It's been good at the trials, quite a long striding horse for quite a short horse in stature. Uh, and it absolutely can win, but it's it's no absolute good thing just to rock up and do the job either. So... Uh, given a good chance, but yeah, it's it's the best backed horse at Rungiora today. We'll talk to Matt Peden later about some of the other horses who have money on them at uh, Rungiora. Nathan Williamson is one of the champs of harness racing in the Deep South. Uh, good morning to you, Nathan, mate. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, mate. Tell me, does a horse racing trainer like yourself get to see the New Year in? I reckon of the horse racing trainers I speak to, Probably over half of them don't make it to midnight. Which half are you in? The make it to midnight or the not make it to midnight? <laughs> no, no, I'm getting old now, Mick. No, I was tucked up in bed at nine o'clock. So, uh, yeah, no, we're busy busy working this morning. So it was just uh, business as usual. Well, you've had a great 2022. Maybe the one blip on the radar. And he's a wonderful blip to be part of, but he has been a blip. And he's blipping again tomorrow because... Pembroke Playboy is your best horse, and he's a wonderful horse. Uh, he missed the race by grins after getting a slot. He's had a few little setbacks over the spring, and I see he is scratched out of the Ranfury Transport free-for-all, which is basically the Central Otago Cup, tomorrow at Omacow. What's up with the Playboy? Yeah, you're right, Mickey. He's been extremely frustrating. Um Sort of feels like actually all year, even though he's run some good races, he's never probably been quite right all year. He just, through one thing or the other, he's just been hard to, to manage and just keep on top of his game. Um, everything was looking good. He'd been freshened since um, he got crook in the New Zealand Cup and he, and he raced well below par and everything was looking good with him. He trialled nice, but um, no, he's just picked up a bit of a respiratory infection again and... Um, yeah, worked him a couple of days ago and he had a few coughs afterwards, so got him checked out. And um, although it's nothing major and we've treated him straight away, obviously the thing um, we needed to treat him with um, has a withholding, so he obviously couldn't race. And um, yeah, it'd just be a, a matter of um, you know a few weeks to get him bounced back. So we're hopeful we can get him back for the Northern South and Cup, which is on the 19th of January. The issues he's had, are they things that are going to stymie him becoming the horse you want heading forward, or are they controllable? Well, I hope not. Look, I think these last two things, um, a lot of horses were suffering from allergies up there at cup meeting, and I had a wee bit of um, it go through all my ones up there, just with allergies and the dust and the pollen and whatnot was, um, you know, quite rife at that time of the year up there at the cup meeting, and all my ones got a little bit crook, so come home and treated them, and as I say, he seemed to be on top of things, but... Um, and everything was, as I say, 10 days ago, he had a clean bill of health and was working really nice, and I was looking forward to him a cow, and then, um, yeah, he's just sort of um, picked up something again. So hopefully, you know, we'll get on top of this and it won't be a, a long-term problem. Um, I don't think this certainly will be, but, I, you know, obviously he's had other issues in the past that we um, 
you know, with his joints and things that we're sort of maintaining um, and keeping on top of them. So, yeah, he's just a bit of a problem child, but um, yeah, hopefully we can, you know, get a get a good crack at it this time and get a you know a good um, sort of season of racing into him. One of those race meetings I think everybody sort of enjoys every year is Omicow. It's one of those race meetings that seems to have an affection for people. We're a little bit like. Kamara does for the gallops. So let's go through your drives or training representatives tomorrow. Race two, you're on Contessa Pride. What do you make of Contessa Pride in the second? Yeah, um, she ran quite a good race the other day. She led out and then took a trail, and although she was well beaten, she ran an honest race. Um, obviously, Dad trains her, a bit of a work in progress, but I think there's a wee bit of a motor there. Um, the trotting gate's not altogether there yet. She didn't feel like she could be really pushed over the concluding stages or probably at any stage of the race, but um, obviously Dad will be working on that. And, um, yeah, I think she's definitely a top four player in that race. She seems to step away good and, and put herself in the race, so over 2,000 metres, that'll be vital. Race three, Rise Up and Dance. Um, debutante with a bit of breeding. What do you make a Rise Up and Dance fresh up? Because yours are usually ready to go fresh up. Yeah, no, he's ready to go. He's he's a lovely big horse, um, a real big fella that, you know, I, you know, he's going to take a bit of filling into his frame. But he's got all the talent there, and um, yeah, no, he's certainly got a wee bit of the family ability. We do really like him, so um, yeah, definitely, you know, a, a good chance tomorrow, and definitely one to follow too. Race four at Omicar tomorrow. This is Nathan Williamson. We're speaking to here on Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Race in New Zealand. You're on an exciting horse, Captain Tom. Um, fourth in a very good field last start. I would have thought even from the outside barrier, he just might have a bit too much about him for most of these. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a very, very nice horse, this, Matt. Um, yeah, no, it gave me a lovely feel his first start. Obviously, you don't sit parked in 53 and, and run away from them like he did and, and did it with, you know, real ease, it felt. So um, definitely a, a real talented horse, but... You know, there's some nice horses in here. There's a um, huge bit of word around for Bob Butts one, and it looks real, real smart. So, um, yeah, look, it could be a, um, a decent match race. But, um, yeah, look, very confident driving him. I think he's, a, you know, definitely a, uh, a real super talent. You drive onwards and upwards in the fifth on the card tomorrow. Another one from your own barn? Yeah, nice wee mare. Um, yeah, she's just um, taken a while to come to it, but she's um, had a couple of trolls. Real good doing we near, so um, we'll benefit on a bit of racing, but um, not without a hope. Obviously, the one at Crandall Giddies looks the one to beat, but um, I'd expect a top four run. And Groovy Liamore. Um, the form doesn't look stellar in the next on the card in race six, but um, one thing about these horses with the old man's colours on, they always get, get some support. That's right. Yeah, probably under drove her a little bit last start. They sort of um, the instructions were sort of take the shortcut. She's a um, you know doesn't possess a, a huge deal of ability, but she um, she actually run on quite well from the back. So um, and she was a stride slow early, which normally she gets out okay. So she got out okay and got to the marker pegs. Um, bigger sister around Omicow getting to the marker pegs. If she could be you know trail three deep or something, she's a first four shot as well. Mate, you're on champagne and wine in race seven, but it's actually a pretty nice race. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a pretty nice race. She ran a good race the other day, but, um, yeah, there's a couple of smart ones in there. Um, once again, Cran's brought a powerful team over, and I think, um, you know, invitation only sort of looks as race to lose. But, um, yeah, champagne and wine, um, yeah, definitely don't underestimate the um, the Malcolm Shin team. So um, I'd say, yeah, definite uh, first four player as well.
The free-for-all trot looks an absolute beauty there tomorrow. And you've got Andy Hall in. Is Andy just not going as good as he can go? I thought he was only okay the other day. Yeah, only okay the other day. Um, you're probably right in that assessment. He, he's he been missing away um, leading up to that. I think he missed three or four starts in a row, and he's just been a, a big dick, for the want of a better word. But he um, he's definitely... On the improving stage, I thought he might have just needed that run the other day. He only had a pedestrian trial leading into it, and he did have a good blow. So I expect sharp improvement. Um, yeah, he's a, he's another one, a top four player in what's a small and talented field. But um, he was second there last year, the Sunday Sun. So if he could repeat that performance, won't put him too far away. I thought of the last race on the card tomorrow, Nathan, uh, race 11. Hurricane Hendricks had to be a chance, particularly if he could get to the marker pegs. Yeah, once again, I think the marker pegs are pretty golden. It's quite a flat bend, that last bend at Omacow, and sort of the leaders get away on you if you're coming three and four wide. So, um, yeah, like yeah, you you summed it up pretty good there, Mick. If he if he could get to the marker pegs, he'd be a, he'd be a good chance. He's come back a lot stronger this year, and he has a horse with a bit of talent. So, um, yeah, I think a bit of him, and hopefully he can build through this preparation and, and show his true worth. Nath, what's your best chance of driving a winner tomorrow at Omacow? Um, I'll definitely rise up and dance. I think he's pretty talented and, um, you know, what looks a, a nice um, kicking off point for him. He should be pretty hard to beat, mate. Mate, thanks for your time. Happy New Year to you and the family, mate, and looking forward to seeing Pembroke Playboy back. Um, get round safe tomorrow, buddy. Cheers, bud. Thank you. Appreciate Na- it. Nathan Williamson, quality guy from down there in the deep south, and uh, Pembroke Playboy sidelined, but not for too long. That's the good news. Rise up and dance his best chance. That's Omakau tomorrow. There's also grass track racing and the CD tomorrow for a mix before the Gallops races. Uh, and then, of course, today is a Rangiura. First race there goes at 10 past one. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, wrap up Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. There's previews, reviews, all sorts of stuff every day on their website, hrnz.co.nz. After this break, we'll talk to Matt Peden. Got an interesting question for him about last night's Lincoln Farms Franklin Cup. A lot of people said it shouldn't have been run for $50,000. My math's right. I reckon the industry made a lot of money out of it. Let's find out. Welcome back to Trot's Talk. First harness race of 2023 is about mm, an hour and 20 minutes away. at Rangiura. Odds available on tab.co.nz. Matt Peden works for them. He does a great job in the media also promoting the industry. Happy New Year to you, Matthew. Likewise, Michael. Uh, good, to be, uh, good to be joining you this morning and uh, good meeting at Rangiura this afternoon too. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get stuck into it. We know the money's been for the Tony Barron horse in race two. Any other pushes for the day? Uh, there's a good push in race five, Spider Moments for Katie Cox, who trains and drives. It's been really well supported each way, seven into 420. So uh, you take Tony Barron's out of the fray, it's probably the second best backed runner of the day. Mate, we don't have much time, but there was a lot of talk this week about whether they should have hold, held the Lincoln Farms Franklin Cup because it was $50,000, it was going to cost the industry money. As best I could work it out, with copy that getting beaten and being everybody's multi-anchor, and I know you don't have the figures in front of you, but I would presume the gross betting revenue and the return would be good and the industry would have made money on that race. Would I be correct in assuming that? Yeah, look, I, I can only answer on assumption too because, like you say, I haven't seen the figures and I, I haven't seen how last night panned out. But um, the way that the way that most planners do like to bet, it would have it would have been a, a significant result for us 
through those multis as you touched on. So, um, you know, punters looking at 10 cents in the dollar or 20 cents in the dollar, I think it was at one point. So, um, look, I'd say it was a heavily supported runner through multis, but not so through the not so through the win book. Matt, thanks for your time in 2022. Looking forward to 2023. That's Trot's Talk, first one of the season for courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. All the odds available on tab.co.nz. First at Rangiora goes at 10 past one. Good luck if you're having a bet.